crap, man. Can you believe we're here? <laughs> I know. It's been anticipation like all week. Man. Um, so welcome, everybody, to the um, first installment, the maiden voyage of the uh, Slay It With Flowers uh, podcast. Um, my name's Arnold Flowers. Um, I'm joined by my son, uh, Julian. Pleasure to be here, Arnold. Are you really going to call me Arnold? <laughs> yeah, well, we're in a professional setting, you know what I mean? What did you say, Dad? You can call me dear old Dad. <laughs> all right, um, all right. So, um, you know, again, thank you for uh, for joining us on this maiden voyage. Um, this this has been a passion project for me um, as it relates to a long time. Um, I wanted to, to bring uh, Julian uh, on the ride with me because um, he's probably the one that, that heard me talking about this the most. Um, you know, and, and the inspiration for this, um, was really, we would be driving or, you know, we'd be just, you know, hanging around in the house and, you know, we would, uh, talk about a concept and, you know, we would say, oh, you know what, that'd be really cool if we put that in a podcast, that'd be a cool episode for a podcast. And then it would just <laughs> kind of start off, off into yeah, the ether. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, this, this is going to be something where, you know, we're going to be releasing it. I, I won't tell you. When we're going to be releasing it because um, I don't want anybody to go and rob my house because we won't be there during that time. <laughs> um, but, um, you know, we, we in terms of recording, sorry, not releasing, um, we will be releasing it um, on Saturday morning. So it's going to be weekly Saturday mornings, nine o'clock. And, the, you know, the reason that we want to do that is, you know, we wanted this to be something that, um, you know, you can listen to when you're cleaning the house, walking the dog, just just doing your thing and relaxing. Um, you know, we're looking for this to be, you know, some very lighthearted fun. Um, you know, it's not going to be uh, Julian and I every week. Um, you know, we will have a, a host of people who will be here, a different rotation of individuals who will be here. And, you know, what we're really trying to do is, you know, get you to the point where, you know, we introduce you to something as it relates to music or TV or movies or, you know, pop culture, um, you know, leave you leave it with something that you can, you know, say, hey, that was pretty cool, or hey, I'd like to learn more about that. Um, so, you know, really, that is, you know, the inspiration and the, and the, the reason behind this passion project. So I thought, um, you know, for the first episode, um, you know, we wanted to um, talk to Julian, interview him. But we wanted to take um, a different take. And, and, and you'll find as you, you know, talk, listen to people around this table, um, they have passion projects and they're passionate about things. You'll find that everybody who sits here is passionate about, you know, one or two things. Julian um, is passionate about music. Yep. Um, and what I wanted to do was not only talk about uh, music, talk about um, his journey as it relates to music and really talk about, you know, the fact that um, if you have had noticed, um, Julian is biracial um, his mother is Italian and his father is black, of course. And, you know, we, when we were talking about conceptually, you know, what this particular podcast was looking at, looking like, we wanted to look at, you know, Julian's development and his journey in terms of discovery of music um, and, and how that has come along the lines of his own racial identity um, as it relates to music. So, Julian... Um, you know, let's kind of start off with, you know, how it all started. You know, we, we called it the Wonder Years when yep. we were starting. <laughs> so, you know, why don't you talk about your, you know, most recent, your, your earliest recollection of, of music, music in general and, and, and what that meant to you? Well, it would always start off with, I remember my dad would always drive me home from my grandmother's house and we'd always have a different song playing if it came to um, Nas or Slum Village, any kind of rap or it would be like, classic rock or even the Pixies, alternative rock. It was just a lot of different types of music. And I found even when I'd sit in the car with my mom, music would always be playing. That was like a constant. Mm. I mean, sometimes it'd be MSNBC, but most of the with time. With your mom? No, with you. Okay. But um, <laughs> most of the time it would be music. So I found when I look around at all my classmates, did all of a passion, if it was in terms of art, sports, music, anything like that. And I just felt I needed an outlet to channel myself in and find my passion. Mm. So that's how my love initially for music started, just due to the fact that I was always surrounded by it. Yeah, and it's, and it's interesting because, you know, that parallels um, a lot of how I, you know, was raised on music, yep. you know. I've kind of told you that, you know, our house um, growing up was the central hub, you know, and I either had, you know, my, my dad listening to jazz, my mom listening to, to Motown, yep. you know, or, you know, my cousin listening to New Wave or, you know, 
my brother listening to reggae or my sister listening to, you know, Denise Williams or, you know, mm-hmm. something along those lines. A lot of different outlets is what yeah. you mean of discovering yeah. music. Exactly. You know? So it, it allowed me to be, you know, will, really well-rounded mm-hmm. in terms of, you know, my music education yeah. and my love for music. Um, and, and I think that really attributed to why my, my taste is so diverse. Mm-hmm. Um, Same and, here. <laughs> and, and why I'm always kind of pushing, you know, to look at, you know, who is the new artist and what is the new sound. Yeah. So given that you had, you know, this exposure of all of this, you know, music, mm-hmm. is there a particular decade that, you know, really stood out to you in terms of one that, you know, you, you really gravitated to? I would say in terms of what I listen to and sheer influence on the genres of today, mm-hmm. I would honestly say the 70s, like, just due to the fact that since my musical taste is diverse, I can really find that in the 70s when it comes in terms of rock, like Boston, Black Sabbath, Led Zeppelin, stuff like that. But it also goes into Steely Dan, Roy Ayers, and Fleetwood Mac. You know, there's so many Mm. different groups. And I just feel like back then in the 70s, music was less focused on appearance and was Mm. more focused on what the music sounds like, which is more in line with what I think of music. Yeah, and it's interesting that you say that because, you know, if you you think of, uh, uh, you know, Steve Miller, yeah. Nobody knew what Steve Miller looked like. Exactly. It was before four videos. If you look at Boston's mm-hmm. albums, you know, Boston had, you know, all of their albums were just a spaceship on You don't it, know right? what they kind look like, thing, right? right? The so, whole time. Yeah, that's a good point. So, you know, wh- what was, you know, in terms of your journey now from going to listening mm-hmm. to playing music, Yeah. you know, what really inspired you to pick up a guitar? Well, it was one of those things where when I listen to the radio all the time, I would hear pop music or just whatever's on the radio. And I think to myself, whenever I'd hear rock, I was like, there's something that just sounds different about this and more raw and musical. So mm. whenever I'd hear stuff like Zeppelin or the Beatles on Q107 in the car or whatever, it would just really inspire me to start and just say, listen, like, I need a passion, something to channel myself in. And this really speaks to me. Mm. You know what I mean? So I decided to pick up the guitar because it just seems like a good entry instrument. A lot of people pick up either the guitar or piano. And I thought guitar would be more in line with the rock and roll background that I had. Yeah, and it's, you know, it's it's, it's really interesting because, you know, I'm... For those of you who don't know, I'm a huge, huge sports fan. Um, (laughs) Played and watched sports. So, you know, when I had a son... um, Naturally, I thought, you know, this was going to be the individual who was either going to play sports or watch sports with me. Um, I can tell you that uh, Julian's not inclined in the very least in terms of sports. Yeah, not really and, and, and I remember, <laughs> um, you know, when we had tried everything, hockey, basketball, t-ball, everything. everything. Yeah, yeah. And then your mom finally looked at me and said, this isn't happening. Yeah. So, you know, but when you said, I think you were 10 and you said, hey, I want to play guitar. You know, we kind of looked at each other and we're like, okay, well, you know, rent an amp, little small Come to a compromise here, yeah, you know what I mean? little small guitar and yeah, we'll say, yeah, you know, yeah. we'll just see kind of what happened. And, mm-hmm. it, and, it, and it really, you know, like took off. Um, yep. So um, so in, in, in terms of your influences then mm-hmm. um, from a music standpoint, um, I, I know, I, you know, I, I, I dread top five, you know, yeah, countdowns. Yeah, 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 I, yeah, I dread yeah, that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I think it's interesting to to just you know double click on the on the piece in terms of you know guitarists and the and the guitarists Oof. that have influenced you the most. Um, so I I, I want to ask you your top three. Okay. But um, I I'd like you to do it in reverse order. Um, okay. Versus For, so from like three to one. Correct? Yes, that's okay. correct. Yeah. Um, so you know I I'd like to hear that because I'd like to hear you know who has really influenced you in terms of their musical style. Mm-hmm. Um, because you know I would say that you know where you know you've played with Dylan. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a big. You, Dylan is more technical. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of his playing. Oh, a hundred percent. Just you know, from even when I met him the first time I jammed out with him, you know he's like phenomenal guitar player, yeah. but his playing style is very technical, like a lot of rush. And stuff right. like that that requires a lot of technical Yeah, classes, like he's you know? like, you know, Yui Maelstrom kind of thing in terms well, yeah, of yeah, like yeah. a guitarist. And when he play on stage too, he'd be very stagnant, you know what right. I mean, in terms of so playing do you, live. Do you think, though, um, that you had a combination of not only, because, I mean, your style is mm-hmm. very free-flowing, but it's still tight. Yeah. But, you know, when I remember seeing you on stage mm-hmm. you were actually feeling the music from a rhythm standpoint do oh 100 percent. think you know some of that led to you know the flat the fact that you were biracial that you know you felt music on a different level or from a rhythm standpoint like 
take us through that? You know, I would say, yeah, on a cultural level, I did feel that, but I felt that was more naturally instilled in me, which could be because of my culture, right? Yeah. The black side of my heritage, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? All that. So do you want to get into the top three guitars or do you want yeah, me to no, expand I, more I, no, on no, that? No, absolutely. No, we can, we can talk about your okay. top three. Yeah, for um, sure. I, I know that you have an honorable mention. Um, yeah. So um, <laughs> let's, let's get that out of the way first. So I would say an honorable mention would be John Mayer, I would say. Um, a big thing with John Mayer is when I'd start listening to him, you know, it was more like that kind of stuff, like Gravity, Your Body's a Wonderland. I didn't really think much of it, you know. Like I knew a few John Mayer songs, yeah. but it was more when I heard um, a specific song that Dylan actually showed me was called Who Do You Think I Was, right? Mm. And I started, I just listened to it. I was like, wow, this kind of sounds like Stevie Ray Vaughan, but more mm. technical than Stevie Ray Vaughan. Okay. That's how I thought about it. So then... I started exploring John Mayer and the Blues Trio, which is more his natural blues roots instead of pop music. Okay. You know, and I found his style of guitar playing was really similar to mine. I picked up a lot of, like, John Mayer licks off his YouTube channel in terms of what I could play. Mm. And I just, I'm always wowed by how he plays from one style of pop music and goes straight to blues. Okay. As That's another fair. style, you know what yeah. I mean? So, yeah. yeah, I would say he's a good um, honorable mention. Obviously, I saw him live with my mom, which mm. I thought was a really cool experience, you know? It's like he didn't play... A lot of the songs I thought he would yeah. in terms of blues, but even just his technical guitar prowess yeah. in terms of pop is and, really and I would easy. say, I, I know you're going to go to your top three, but, you know, I, I, mm -hmm. I can't say I necessarily gravitate to him. But okay. um, I think yeah. one of the songs, uh, my my only favorite song. Oh, I know um, what you're going to say. Which one? Um, was it two by four? Three by five. Three by five. <laughs> yeah. It was close. Like <laughs> that song, like when I hear that song, mm -hmm. it's so atmospheric. That's a song I can just put on and put on repeat yep. and I can just keep driving. Um, just cause it feels like, you know, um, Friday evening, you know, sunsetting. Yeah. So anybody pull up three by five. It's a great, it's a great song. <laughs> it's a good you can't song, say yeah. too much else for John. <laughs> so anyway, um, <laughs> go on with your, your number three. Number three pick I would have to say is Prince just due to mm. the fact that first of all, like I never had thought of Prince as a guitar player. You know what I mean? I thought of him as a singer and everything else, but when you showed me that movie, what was it, Purple Rain? Yeah. Was it the Purple Rain film? Mm -hmm. I thought of him more as a musician after hearing his backstory and everything like that, and less yeah. than like a entertainer, you know, like a Michael Jackson or something. Like, I know I shouldn't compare those two mm -hmm. due mm -hmm. to Michael Jackson being less of a musician, it's but... Versus an entertainer. Yeah, 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 as an entertainer, but um, that was a big feeling for me of seeing Prince as more of like a guitarist. And yeah. Even more added to that was me seeing Prince live, right? Mm. I was at a very young age, but I didn't realize that Prince was that much of a guitarist, and when I saw him live, I was like, wow. Yeah, this is crazy. You know and, what I mean? And, and I mean, I, I, I think that the thing about Prince is, you know, and, and we've always had this conversation mm -hmm. about, you know, an entertainer versus you know, musician, a, an actual musician. Yeah, there's a big difference between and, the two. You and, know? I, and I think he's he's the one who spawned actually two movements. You know, he mm -hmm. spawned more black rock, but he's he spawned neo soul. Yeah, because you know, he had sure. a point there where he was like, you know, with, you know, Adore and Scandalous. Yep. Like that was more of the Neo Soul that spawned mm -hmm. the actual movement. In terms of influence, he was massive. Right. In terms of everything like that in the 80s, you know, having a prominent black figure who could play instruments like that and guitar like that. Yeah. Necessarily and be in the mainstream. And you I know? think somebody who was comfortable with their sexuality. Yeah, right? that It wasn't too. one yeah. who was kind of like worrying about what was happening. But, you know, that was... That, that was along the lines of Boy George and everybody from a gender standpoint. Yeah, 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 there was yeah, gender yeah. fluidity. Wearing back. makeup and stuff like that. Yeah. Like that was very, like, the norm. Yeah, and, and, and I mean, I, I think, you know, people talk about the song Purple Rain. Mm -hmm. But if you listen to that solo. Um, At the end of the song? Yeah, like, yeah. that solo should be in the Pantheon, oh, right? Oh, for sure. Um, or even the bridge that he does on Computer Blue, right? Yep. Like, I can take that one part and just, just listen loop to it, it yeah, over yeah, and over yeah, again. Yeah. And if somebody said to me, right, mm -hmm. like, give me, like, one piece of a song that was, like, your childhood, mm -hmm. like, 1985, 84, yeah. that piece, I would you play could that, put in? that actual loop for them. Yeah, no. So listen to the Bridge of uh, Computer Blue. You'll see what I'm saying. Um, so... Is there anything else you want to about talk Prince? About? Yeah. I would just say overall, I think he's very slept on just in terms of rock stars being primarily like good guitar players in the vision other than Jimi Hendrix or mm. primarily white, you know, Caucasian descent. Right. Yeah. And it's like a lot of people don't see Prince as a guitar player just because of his pop background. But right. I remember listening to the vinyl of Purple Rain and just hearing the guitar licks on Darling Nikki, Computer mm. Blue. Mm. You know what I mean? Let's go crazy. If you really just listen to that guitar, it's just so solid, you yeah. know? Yeah. What, what did you think of the um, the Foo Fighters version of 
of Darling Nikki. I thought it was great. Yeah. I thought it was great. I really liked it. It was a unique take on it. They didn't change too much. Yeah. But they yeah, also yeah, yeah. kept it the same to its roots, you know? Yeah. I, I, th- I thought that was a cool homage. And, mm-hmm. I, and I don't think in terms of um, the Prince piece, you could have escaped that because me and your mother. <laughs> yeah, are, you guys both love are Prince. huge Prince fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, all right. So, you know, you're number two. Number two, I would say Jimmy Page. Definitely mm. Jimmy Page from Led Zeppelin. And it was one of those things with Zeppelin. I always loved them because they had such a raw sound, but it wasn't too cluttered. Like I found ACDC was a little bit too loud and belligerent in terms of they didn't have much structure to them. Right. But I found Zeppelin was very structured in terms of their songs, but very fluent. Like I don't know how to describe it. Mm. You know what I mean? But listening to Zeppelin, it would always resonate with me because they'd have that hardcore rock influence but it also be a lot of blues you know yeah, what I the mean? crunchiness right yeah and and yeah you know if you listen to you know levy yeah that uh, was gonna know, be my first example like, of what I, I was gonna I, say like i remember when i first heard cashmere like mm-hmm. it blew my mind because it was saying. like so full like it was like full. it felt like an orchestra yeah that song exactly, you know what i mean right? um and and you know you know um bottom is one of my Top Your top drummers. <laughs> well, that's drummers, right? going to be on to my point. Like, as I listened to Zeppelin as I got older, I was like, if you took one member out of this band, it would not be the same. Mm. In terms of Robert Plant's vocals yeah. or even Bonham's drumming, there's not many drummers at the time that could replace Bonham. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, but yeah, Jimmy Page ultimately, like, whenever I'd be playing guitar, it was one of those things I picked up where I learned his specific style right. of how he plays and really learned how to adapt that into my style. Yeah. So I can always credit Jimmy Page with that. And, and I think for you and I, um, you know, this could be a conversation for another day, but yeah. greatest band of all time, <laughs> you know, you're you're in the Led Zeppelin camp and I'm in the Beatles camp. Which is respectable. Because I, I feel there's there's more influence. So yeah, I, I think yeah, we yeah. kind of go a 1A, 1A mm-hmm. and 1B. I feel Beatles has more influence on genres outside of rock. Yes. You know yes, what I mean? But Zeppelin absolutely. has more influence interior. Yeah. In terms of classic and, rock. And, you know, I, I have a, you know, McCartney. People would be surprised that McCartney would be there in terms of my top five, in terms of bassist. No, I mean, he's, he's a good bass he's player. An amazing bassist. Yeah, you know what I mean? Um, and, you know, if you think about Wings, I really think he was the musical genius behind yeah. that, which I wouldn't have said at 17, but <laughs> as I got older. Um, so, your number one, um, before we reveal this, um, mm-hmm. this is a number one that um, you and I would agree on. Yeah. It's <laughs> across um, the board, you yeah, know? Yeah. This is a number one that, you know, when I exposed you to this individual. Um, it's absolutely you, mind-blowing. You gravitated to him, mm-hmm. but there were some elements that you didn't gravitate to. Yeah. You, but then earlier, later on, you gravitated. Mm-hmm. So you're number one. Yeah, Eddie Van Halen. I'm just going to straight up say it, you know what I mean? Like, from a rock aspect, you usually think of rock as very, a lot of people think of it as very loud music, you know what I mean? But Mm -hmm. when you listen to Van Halen, right, there's a lot of little subtleties when they're playing, you know what I mean, in the middle of the song, and it's like, wow, I don't get how they can make this sound so big for, like, a three-piece band, people playing in a vocalist, you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's one thing I think of um, Eddie Van Halen, and even not just of a musical influence, but... In terms of sheer guitar playing, you know what I mean? A lot of intricacies like tapping and hammer-ons and all that, a lot of you can credit that to Eddie Van Halen and even towards of like the metal influence, right? right? A lot of metal guitarists can gravitate towards Van Halen. I just think Eddie had such a huge influence yeah, and, in so and, many genres. You know, I, I know this wasn't going to become a, a top five, but I've talked about Bottom already. I think Alex does not get the credit. Oh, as a drummer? Yeah, like, hot for teacher, we like we were talking, talking about, about the, the other day. Yeah, you know? the double bass drums, yeah, like yeah, in hot yeah, for teacher, yeah. right? Like we were Crazy. like, is this a machine or is this is him going? So I, I think he was it Sounds almost like a drum machine, as you were saying, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, I, I, I think, you know, Eddie for me, I, I think it was, it, was, it was tough when, mm-hmm. when he died, you know, um, yeah. because it was one of those things where, like I remember having 1984 and mm-hmm. I remember like just playing that on cassette back to back. Over and over. Like when I played it for you, I was like, I know every track, right? Yeah, I knew, off the record. you know, Girl Gone Bad. Uh, sorry. Um, yeah, Girl Gone Drop Bad. Drop Dead Legs. Yeah, Drop Dead like Legs. That, yeah. Like, you know, just knew the album, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I, I, and I think when, you know, there are times when somebody dies like that, it's like a piece just of a your shock. nostalgia, yeah. you know? And and I think, you know, we kinda, you know, we started playing some playing some Van Halen and going yeah. deep into Van Halen and then, you know, 
Um, I got into fights with social media and people with, you know, I'm like Sammy Hagar, you know, as it relates to Van Halen. There is no Van Halen yeah, <laughs> without no. David Lee Roth. No. Um, but, you know, it was it was one of those things, though, that, you know, like we listened to it and we really appreciated, yeah. you know, and, and missed him from that particular perspective. Even so, thinking about it now is weird. Yeah. You know I mean, to think that he's passed away, even like seeing him live, I was pretty young. It was great like i remember as we were going to sammy hagar and david lee roth like my mom was like we're going to a van halen concert right and i was like first of all who's singing right <laughs> so see i'm not you know the what i mean one. Yeah, yeah. yeah yeah there's a difference even in terms of when i was playing his stuff on guitar right i realized like when sammy hagar took over the band most of van halen stuff their guitars and basses are down tuned yeah right to yeah, go yeah, for yeah. a more like hard rock kind of tone right again but the crunchiness the crunchiness yeah. right of yeah. the sound but then when you go to play sammy hagar stuff it's mostly normal tuned or even up tuned right yeah. so it's just the difference in terms of music overall yeah and, and, and i think one of the things that you know i i really appreciated about eddie is he when he was playing it was mm-hmm. such joy yeah you know and it was effortless you could feel it and and you know i would compare you know like kim deal who's you know from the Pixies, bass player, yeah. one of my favorite bass players, <laughs> top five. Um, you know, w- I, like we would go to Pixies concerts. I think I've been to like five or six Pixies concerts. Yeah, I've seen them too, and quite a few times. Uh, yeah, too. like, yeah. you know, when we went for the 25th anniversary of mm-hmm. Doolittle. But I would be, well, well, you see how I am. Like when I go to a concert, like Interpol, like I used to be fixated on Carlos. Yeah, Just the whole watching time. him play, right? <laughs> so like with Kim, I'm fixated on her mm-hmm. and she's just killing the bass and just looking around and smiling and i'm like how cool is this right yeah. she's not taking herself too seriously but she's just doing her thing right and yeah. that was that was only always one thing about um so, about eddie so performances okay um you know you've you've done your share of shows um you know after you tell me about your memorable performances i'll i'll kind of share some embarrassing stories yeah um in terms of your performances i don't know if okay. you remember some of them but you, you know. could just let me know we'll see <laughs> All right, so, you know, memorable performance, you know, in terms of you, uh, jam it out. So I actually have two I'll go through, if that's okay okay with you. So um, a first one, if I'm going in chronological order, is um, this was when I was in about grade seven or eight, right? There was a little um, restaurant that opened up near my grandmother's house called Mm. North of Mexico, and we knew the owner. This is where you had your 17th birthday? Um, Yeah, where I had my 17th birthday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So we were there... um, you know, before and we go there to eat every once in a while, and he told me he was having an open jam night. Mm. You know what I mean? I decided, okay, like I'm going to show up and put my guitar in the trunk of the car just in case I see any opportunity to just pull it out and play. You know what mm, I mean? Like mm. my main intention wasn't to just like play up there. You know what I mean? Yeah. But then um, my mom had known the drummer from the band, one okay. of the bands that was playing there. So he said to me, he's like, hey, like you want to step up and play? And the singer and the other guitar player are like, I don't know. Like he seems small. You know what I mean? Like how much <laughs> does he really know in terms of playing so i brought my guitar up there and we played sunshine of your love by cream and it was just a huge experience to go up with musicians i'd never played with right. in my life yeah, yeah yeah and just have something in common like that and just go through a whole set list of like three songs you know and that was just huge for me you know it's just right on. an open jam yeah so shout out to north of mexico if um you know yeah, Chico's we're, we're, listening. we're looking for sponsors <laughs> so um i'm kidding kidding, kidding. sponsors not yet um second one. Second one would be um my first show at high school St. Mary's, big shout out to St. Mary's. You know, this was a this was a huge one because going into St. Mary's was one of those things where I only knew one person going in mm. to the high school, right? Because I started out in Scarborough, then I went to Pickering, right? In terms of schools and um, going there, I gravitated towards a good buddy of mine, Dylan, mm-hmm. who was a guitar player as well. You know, I'd seen him at the Head Start program, wearing guitar shirts and everything like that. So I was like, okay, this is somebody I could vibe with, you know? Both so, Xbox buddies. Both Xbox buddies too. Yeah, we had yeah. a lot in common, Star Wars, Marvel, like yeah, me and Dylan yeah, yeah. just... Had a lot in common, you know what I mean? A lot of people used to say we looked the same. Yes. At the time, too. Definitely. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, that was a big thing, me and Dylan getting together and jamming out. We realized, wow, like, we even have a lot of similarities music-wise, you know? So we had a Christmas concert, the little Christmas concert, and... um, One second. Yeah, no problem. (laughs) So, yeah, we had about maybe two or three practices before the show, so we were kind of ready, but not super ready and we played a few rock renditions of christmas songs you know what i mean and um we played some guitar solos too like i did heartbreaker by led zeppelin mm. and he did eruption by eddie van halen you know what i mean we went into that and it was just like wow just so much good reception from the crowd you know what i mean in terms of yeah. us playing guitar and it really felt like i had a place in high school instead of being an outlier because i didn't have very many friends and yeah it was an introduction to the music teachers and how working with them would be 
everything like that. <laughs> so, so I, I would say my my two most memorable. Um, I I can't remember at Leger which year it was. Which what happened? Well, you you I I saw you prior to your performance. Mm-hmm. I guess it was a talent show towards the end of the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw you sticking all of these guitar picks in your pocket and i was like well why does he need all these guitar picks he's playing one song <laughs> probably thinking in case i drop one but why does he need so many well that wasn't <laughs> it and I, I don't know if you remember this but in terms of the school there was like grade ones and all of the sks and jks in, in the, the front. front and after the concert you actually started you reached into your pocket yes. and you started throwing picks into the crowd. And that went into high school as well. I still did that, you know what I mean? <laughs> I was I just looked at your mom and I was like, "Oh my goodness. Like we we have, the rock we have spawned a rock god." Um the second one um was Christmas concert. I can't remember what year it was of mm-hmm. of Leger. Leger? Uh, sorry, of of, of Saint Mary's, Saint Mary's, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um and um you know your your teacher. She will. This rem- was the same she, one that I was talking about. She will remain sure. nameless. Yeah. Um, to protect the innocent or not so innocent. <laughs> um, you know, she told you and Dylan that you had to be on for five minutes. Five minutes. Five minutes. And I remember how upset you were because the teachers were the ones who were playing and taking up all. They went of up the for time. longer than that. They went up yeah. for at least ten minutes. You know what I mean? And it's like this is a talent, a high school talent show. Yeah. So, um, you know, so I I remember you you got on stage, you did your five minutes, and then you did something I did not expect. You went to the crowd and you said, "Do you guys want some more?" Yeah. And they lost it, and then you played for another five minutes. It wasn't five minutes. You was okay as your. Music teacher is looking at you and mm-hmm. waving you off the stage. Yeah. So, you know, your mom and I, as it relates, you know, we have very different personalities, you know. Yeah. I'm, I'm an A personality. She's getting more of an A personality these days. Oh, but, you know, I, <laughs> I would say she's, you know, the calm one. Um, you know, I just looked at her and I said, you know, you go talk to the teacher. Because if I go and talk to her, you know, it would have been a different conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, we got home. Um, and I, and I, and I said to you, I said, you know, Hey, you know, why did you do that? Like, you know, mm-hmm. and, and the thing about it is I wanted to understand why you broke a rule. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, when you, your answer to me, I couldn't argue with it. You were like, Papa, like I just got up there and I just started feeling it. Like yeah. I got just fed off the crowd. And it you was know what just I mean? Like, I've never had a crowd that big and that reactive. You know what I mean? Because in elementary school, it's like how much do people know about music? Yeah. You know what I mean? When you get to high school, everyone was like, whoa, this is crazy. You know, they never seen anything like it. So, yeah. So it was go time. And I was like, I know what it feels like when I'm playing football and I'm in the zone. It's it's go time. It's there, you know. So, um, you know, so I, I, I really appreciated that. And, uh, yeah, and that, yeah, was, that was nothing yeah, yeah. from there. So, um, in terms of your, your playing, mm-hmm. um. In terms of St. Mary's, mm-hmm. did you play guitar in St. Mary's? Um, not for band class. I didn't play guitar. I decided to give the guitar to Dylan just because I wanted more influence. I wanted to pick up the bass just to get myself more familiar with that, right? Okay. Instead of having guitar like all the way up here and bass yep. all the way down here, I wanted to have them at a pretty good level of consistency in terms of my playing styles, right? Did, do, you, do you remember what caused you to pick up the bass? Do you remember the story? Um, not really, no. Okay, so I'll tell you. Okay. It was your first band camp. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, you oh, know, yeah. you were solid with your guitar and you were going in there saying, you know, I'm going to set the world on fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You went in there and I, I, I picked you up and you were so dejected. And I was like, what's going on? Really? You were like, everybody in there played one more than one instrument. I was the only one with one instrument. Yeah. And then from there, you're like, I'm going to learn the bass. Right. And like you decided to just pick up the bass. Well, yeah. Um, and, you know, and, and, you know, from that standpoint, you know, I, I, I saw the evolution mm-hmm. of, of your music, yeah. right? Because, you know, w- when you talk about, you know, and, and we talked about pivotal moments, right? So, yeah. you know, you're, it's kind of, you know, me and your mom have an influence on you. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, as it relates to, you know, your biracial, um, mm-hmm. you know, we, we never pushed one or the other on No, you, not right? at all. It was your mom kind of saying, you know, hey, here's who you are. And it was me saying, you know, hey, yeah, here's who you are, but, you know, here's some stuff that could potentially happen to yep. you because of exactly. your features, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So I think you you understood it, but you didn't internalize it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, w- 
why don't you talk about, you know, the movie that we went to mm-hmm. that really kind of started you on the journey in terms of you understanding Black your culture. blackness. Yeah. yeah. Um, Birth of a Nation was a huge one. So that was one of the first movies I've seen about, like, black activism and mm-hmm. stuff like that, you know? And mm-hmm. um, my dad had taken it to me or taken me to the movie and it was in a theater format, you know? And it was just like... It almost seemed like a play, almost how the theater was set up. Mm-hmm. I remember in there, and um, yeah, it was just such a like a growing experience because I knew a bit about the abolitionists and all that, and mm-hmm. slavery and all that, but I didn't know from a firsthand story perspective of Nat Turner, like his life journey, you know what right, I mean, and how right. segregated, and how it was so blatant that mm-hmm. people were racist and prejudiced back then. You know what I mean? I thought it was more under the cover, mm-hmm. you know. So. Mm-hmm. That was a big thing, and seeing how emotional everyone got in the crowd, too, you know what I mean? There were yeah. people crying was, in there, really you know, tense. it was a lot, and the scenes were so graphic, and I was like, I can't believe this stuff actually happened, you know what I mean? It was yeah. just a really pivotal moment, and seeing how black people kind of couldn't sit to the side, they had to step up and stand for what was right, mm. and how uniting as a culture could really yeah. make a difference, you know what I mean? Yeah, and, and I, I mean, in terms of, of Nat Turner, I was so excited when that, you know, actually came out because, you know, I, I was mm-hmm. always reading You're on, you're a big Nat Turner guy, right? Yeah, because, I mean, he was the one who had the first slave rebellion, you know, and on, on a colony, mm-hmm. um, on a plantation, um, you know, and he, he paid dearly for it, but, you know, he's, he's forever, forever in our hearts yep. as it relates to, to our ancestors. But sure. you're right, you know, we were in that, that movie theater and, you know, you had, you know, older, you know, um, black people. Well, who everyone were was crying. pretty much older than me, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, but you had young kids in the back who were screaming at the theater, like yeah, screaming yeah, at, the, yeah, yeah, at the, yeah. the, the movie screen, right? Mm-hmm. So um, it was a pretty tense moment. And, you know, I, I, I kind of let you sit with it for a couple of days. That was a Saturday. Yeah. And I remember you either coming home on the Tuesday or the Monday mm-hmm. um, and letting me know that you had signed up for Black History Month. Oh, the committee at school, yeah, right? Yeah, because yeah. it was just a huge realization of my culture and where I came from, you know yeah. what I mean? All this has led up to where I am now. Yeah. When you think about it. Yeah, so, you know, t- talk about, you know, the fact that, you know, talk about where how you made that transition from, you know, listening to, to rock, mm-hmm. you know, and I used to always tease you because when a slow song used to come on, yeah. you'd be like, turn that off. Yeah, it's just you know, too boring like, for me at the time, like you know. animal from like the Muppet <laughs> show. You're like, mom, music, like, ah, louder. Yeah. So, um, you know, so kind of take me through your journey of, you know, listening to pure rock and then where you started to yeah. embrace, you know. Hip hop, alternative hip hop yeah. and stuff like that. Well, a big thing about it actually was that Tribe Called Quest album. I remember that was a big startup, the the most recent one. Okay. I forget yeah. what it was called, but I remember you showing it to me when it was like grade nine. Mm-hmm. And um, I just kept listening to it. And I was like, wow, hip hop can be more than just bars. You know what I mean? Mm. Like this is some real instrumentation mm. and just stuff that I'd never heard before. Because I had heard rap music, but more like the mainstream stuff and stuff you played for me in the car too. Yeah. But I never really analyzed it. And I spent a lot of my time shoveling the snow outside and listening to that <laughs> Tribe Called Quest album and I just thought to myself like wow in terms of sheer talent and not just rapping wise just musically this is very impressive you know what I mean I heard Mm. a lot of different samples from the 70s right and you showed me a lot of samples and I went back and seen some of those samples and realized like this is what made music how it is today yeah you know what I mean and just listening to that inspired me again to play more of the bass you know what I mean because in high school is one of those things where I really started to gravitate towards different genres Mm. and I don't know if that's just because I was going through a phase of listening to different music or my friends listening to music and picking up music off them. But I feel like it was a pivotal moment for me in terms of discovering different genres was high school. Right. And I feel like um, getting to play bass in high school too, between being exposed to bass for band class, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the music you were showing me more of at home was a big influence in my bass playing and just listening to that kind of music in general. Yeah. And, you know, I... I, I, I I would say that, you know, your, you know, we're going to talk about your, your biggest inspiration, mm-hmm. but you know, if we talk about your biggest inspiration, I, I just really thought of it mm-hmm. that, you know, he really encompasses, um, well, not just my music, but what I kind of stand for. Yes. So he, <laughs> he encompasses a lot of, you know, um, kind of what you, what, you know, who you are and, mm-hmm. and the music that you listen to. So yep. you stand for him pretty hard. Um, so, you know, who's your biggest inspiration? I'm going to have to say Pharrell Williams at the end of the day. Okay. There's just so much about him. Like, I remember what that day when you showed me N.E.R.D., right? Yeah. His um his standalone, I would say it's a raw kind of funk 
mm-hmm. rap band. It was just like so different in terms of both of my worlds colliding. Yeah. When I yeah. hear the instrumentation was rock, but it had some funk in it too. Like, I don't know if I ever told you, but in the guitar and bass playing, you hear a lot of Lenny Kravitz mm, in the stuff he plays. You know what yeah. I mean? In terms of um, the guitar riffs. And I thought like, wow, this is so interesting. I was rapping and singing mm-hmm. and all the different melodies over his music. You know what I mean? And yeah. that caused me to look more into not nerd, but Pharrell as a person. You know what I mean? More right. as a producer. Because as I remember you were saying... How does this guy just get credited for happy when he's got so much other yeah. stuff? You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? And I just started looking into his discography and stuff that he produced, and I realized like this guy's done music for between Beyonce to Justin Timberlake mm-hmm. to stuff like Nerd, right? He's gone to Little Uzi and all different these all different genres of music, you know? Yeah. And I thought to myself, <laughs> I can really relate to this because of how many genres I listen to. You yeah, know what I mean, in yeah, terms yeah, of him yeah. producing for all those genres, and then I got into looking at his clothing, and I thought it was really cool, and his art, you know what I mean? Yeah. All that kind of stuff, and it was just a big inspiration to me. And, and I'll tell you, I mean, you know, this this is probably something for another podcast, but, mm-hmm. you know, Virginia Beach, where they grew up, uh, where he grew up, there, there, there must be something in the water there. Well, yeah, um, his music festival is called Something in the Water, right? Yeah. It was based so, out of there. Because, so, so. <laughs> yeah. I, I, and, and, you know, I'll probably have somebody next week in terms of my music people mm-hmm. come and uh, correct me. Um, <laughs> but, you know, if I'm not mistaken, you know, it was, you know, Teddy Riley coming out of there um, in terms of, you know, Guy and, and what he was producing. Mm-hmm. Um, it was Timberland coming out of there. And even from a sports standpoint, you know, Michael Vick and Allen Iverson, like talent, pure talent, talent yeah. coming out of there. Just to think For that sure. there were people surrounded with all of these individuals who were so talented mm-hmm. in that space. Um, I remember when I heard the debut album, um, you know, Nerd's debut in album. In Search of, right? Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I, it blew me away. Well, because it's so different. You've never heard anything like yeah. it before. When I was listening to it, I was like, even I remember I sent my girlfriend um, when we first started talking the song Tape You, right? Yeah. Off Nerd, and she was Wait like... Wait a minute. Which version did you send her? The, the not the YouTube one, the okay. Spotify one. The clean one. version? The clean version, okay. yes, you of course. You had me worried for a minute. And, um, oh, for those of you, just listen to Tape You, but I would say listen to it on earphones. Um, do not listen to it on Bluetooth or loud. Yeah, there's um, a certain segment yeah. at the end mm, of the song, you yeah, know? It's pretty good, though. Anyway, <laughs> so... But yeah, anyway, I was saying I sent her that song, and she's like, wow, like... I've never heard anything like this before in terms of the instrumentation and yeah. the mix of rapping and vocals. And even like for anybody that does go and listen to tape you, the drums in that song are phenomenal. Mm, the drums yes. are crazy. Especially in that song. the last part of that song. Yeah, you know? 100%. And everybody knows I love outros. But the last part of that song, like in the I, Spotify version. Yes, of course. <laughs> um, I could just put that on loop, right? Um, because it just, just escalates yeah yeah, yeah. Um, definitely gonna listen on the car ride home yeah that's yeah, a must <laughs> so you know and and it's interesting because you know i you know i my favorite artist in terms of rap is tyler mm-hmm. and you know one of the things tyler said growing up you know is like he was more into in search of than illmatic in that's terms of saying, nas yeah which you know, because I'm much older than Tyler, mm-hmm. like I, there was no in search of, there was yeah. Illmatic, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I could definitely see if I was in that genre and in search of, you know, was yeah, 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 after yeah. Illmatic and I had in search of, I would have definitely gravitated to that, right? It's more as even what you were saying with Tyler, right? Gravitating towards him being himself. Right. You know what I mean? Not necessarily caring about the the rap kind of image, you know what I mean? That's what I feel like Pharrell was a lot of that, you know, like a lot of skateboarding too. Yeah. A lot of the skate culture was in his mentality, you know, and just overall being yourself, you know, I feel like I could identify with him because with me musically, um, I don't really identify the most with a certain genre. Like I can go from listening to Elton John to Led Zeppelin to Metallica to... Mariah Carey? Mariah Carey, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. To Nas, Tyler, the creator, you know, Tame Impala. There's just so much yeah, you could cover yeah. in terms of musical ground. So so would you say that, you know, in terms of your musical journey, mm-hmm. um, along with your journey of racial identity, like yeah. where where would you say that you are now? I would say in terms of musically, like mm-hmm. what in terms of what I listen to, right? Well, no, just, uh, you know. You, you've gone on both journeys, right? From both rock journeys. to hip-hop, you know, yeah, and yeah, more yeah, black yeah, yeah. music. And, you know, you talked about your own identity mm-hmm. in terms of identifying with being more white than being more black. Yeah. Where are you now in terms of, you know, your identity? Um, I would say I'm more, it depends on the mood, you know mm. what I mean? I can more find my solace in artists like Lenny Kravitz, mm. right? Who are primarily Just black. Biracial. Biracial, yeah, yeah, yeah. right. And but, Slash, one of your mm-hmm, favorites. Slash, also, also biracial, biracial, you know? Yeah. 
and their music just has that influence of funk you know and just mm. that feel but it's also got that rock influence so i just love groups like that like i remember i was talking to my friend um anthony who makes music mm-hmm. the other day right and he was talking about one of his biggest inspirations um are mj and kid cuddy right okay and he was talking about that he's like who do you feel your main inspirations musically in terms of like if you could sound like any artist or familiar who would it be and i instantly said lenny Mm. because he's just got so much different repertoire of music yeah and his sound is just so identifiable you know and i feel like he never gets the credit yeah for what he deserves and, you know? and, and i think you know i uh, i was around in 89 90 mm-hmm. when lenny came out and you know he was before his time like you know people are like who's this, who's this cornball dress you know in hippy dippy clothes coming out with this music nobody's into listening to this yeah, yeah, yeah. um but you know i i told you but let just love born rule. on the wrong like, time yeah you like, know let love rule that the first album was raw but it was so good mm-hmm. um sure. and you know i i've i i would say lenny's first three albums um you know i i would put up there after that i kind of dropped off and i was on so his mama stuff. said is that one of the first three yeah like are you gonna go my way and, yeah, and yeah, mama yeah, said yeah, yeah, yeah. and you know let love rule like the Even Circus the, was a was that an album? Uh, no, unfortunately, yeah, there were some tracks on. That I hear album, you. Yeah. The mm-hmm. actual song Circus, very Beatles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know that was like you know the holy trinity for me in terms of Lenny. For sure. Um, you know, I I'm I'm happy that your mother isn't here because you know she would probably put pause on me at this point in Why? terms of fighting words because you know of her <laughs> love for Lenny. Yeah, on so yeah, many yeah, levels. Facts, facts. Um, so yeah, so. <laughs> You know, I I, I, I want to say, you know, we're, we're going to talk about one last topic. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I, I want to talk about the the transition to this last topic. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, we, we talked initially about, um, you know, me having a son, uh, me, me wanting a son who played sports. Um, you know, I would say that the, the moments that we have enjoyed in terms of music festivals, um, and um, in terms of music and just connecting and listening to the same type of music and te- the, you, you teach me more music now than, than I teach well, you. Well, like sending you music yeah, and stuff like that? Yeah, in terms of new sounds, right? And just like, you know, um, introduce me to Playboy Cardi. Like, you where know what I mean? It's I, like, I wouldn't have, you know, one of those things you wouldn't have really been, discovered on right. your own, you know what I mean? So, you know, I, I, I think this has been, you know, an incredible journey. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, having looked back, um, I would, I, I would definitely not trade the fact that you didn't watch sports and didn't play sports yeah. um, for the times that we've spent together. Um, because I think it's been incredible bonding Huge moments. Huge bonding uh, experiences, us, you know what right? I mean? We yeah. found so many new artists out of that, right? Remember, yeah. like, we went to Lollapalooza that first time, and every time, me and my dad, before we go to a festival, we search up all the artists yeah. that we see on the list, right? And we plot out what days we're going to go see what and everything like that. And we found, like, Baroness, Rainwolf, yeah. just some pretty sweet bands off of that, you know, and artists in general. Yeah, and who, who Baroness was when you got the set list. The set list, yeah, yeah. I got the set list after <laughs> yeah. the show. Yeah, that was pretty was cool. cool. Um, so, you know, to that point in terms of music festivals, mm-hmm. um, if you want to talk about your favorite performance, I, I didn't want to put you on the spot in okay. terms of, because that's so hard. We've yeah, seen so we've seen everyone bands. from like Weezer to Kendrick to yeah. M83, Phoenix. Like yeah, so so, so what, I, well, I, what I will ask mm-hmm. is post-pandemic, okay. festival comes out. Oh, boy. Um, I want Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Headliners? Headliners. Okay. So I'm going to start out Friday, right, Mm -hmm. by saying Tyler, the creator, right? Okay. And I could say that due to the fact that I've seen Tyler quite a few times now, probably like four four or five times probably. We saw him in Montreal, in Brooklyn, Toronto twice. Mm -hmm. Montreal twice? Maybe. Yeah. I'm not Mm -hmm. too sure, but um, take it or leave it. Like he's one of those artists that when you see him live, it's not just a musical performance. You know what I mean? It's more of like the set pieces are beautiful and depending on what album he's got out, it's like a different theme, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, even he would break up the silence with comedy, you know what I mean? Like skits with his background and that. So I just think it's a nice light light concert to get the Friday started, you know, hype, bear hype, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? And just, it's got that beauty, beautiful aspect to it too with the set pieces and the songs. And I just think it's, a great way to start a festival off would be Tyler. And ironically, his Igor tour, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. was the last concert we went to. I think it, it was. was. It was September, September 17th, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, 2019. 
um, at Scotia, um, which it was, was Jaden Smith was there, Gold Link. Yeah, well, with my friend Brandon, that was his first that was concert. His first concert. You know How about I mean? that for his first so concert crazy, to be <laughs> to be Tyler? Yeah. Um, so you know, I I I I initially had Solange. Yeah, you know, from it was my your choice. Friday. But that was only because I'd never seen her. Mm-hmm. And I absolutely love her. Well, and I also have one that I'm thinking about too that I haven't seen before that I'm going to put on my list. So for Friday, yeah, no, not for Friday, just for Sunday. Okay, so or, cool. Know, so so yeah. and then you know, and I and I I said the Tyler thing because I'm like, seen Tyler? Mm-hmm. Are you going to say Thundercat? Anyway, so I've <laughs> seen Tyler so many times, but I was like, yeah, you know what? Every time I see him, you know what songs are coming. You heard still them hits every time. Yes. I swear to God. So yes, oh absolutely. I would like to start my weekend off with with Tyler. And he remixed his stuff too. When we were seeing, remember when he did that Jay Z song from Four Four Four? Yeah, and it was like, yes. whoa, I've never heard of this before. Absolutely, mind blowing. Like, um, so Saturday night, Saturday night. Um, you know, I'm gonna credit this to the best live performance I've ever seen. I'm gonna have to say Anderson Pack. Yeah. Just due to the fact that it's like, I remember when we saw him, what was it, Montreal, right? Oshiega, that day mm-hmm. we went for like one day. It was mm-hmm. like, at a music festival, you have to understand that there's so many different artists performing there. There's like rappers, rock stars, yeah. you know what I mean? And you have your certain crowds who go see the rap artists, the rock artists, alternative artists. But Anderson Pack was one of those artists that everyone turned up to. Like, remember we saw, it was such a big crowd there, yeah. and everyone was there, and everyone was just getting down to the music. Regardless yeah. of who they were, you know what I mean? And he's just got such a wide repertoire of like R and B funk, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Just even pure rap, you know what I mean, with bubbling and glowed up. Yeah. I mean he's just got such a big repertoire and I just think a Saturday night that would be the perfect way to just hit it off and He's one of those artists I would almost follow around on tour just seeing him everywhere he performs, just because mm. every time I've seen it, it's just Yeah, and phenomenal. I know he's gonna get caught up now in the Bruno Mars jet stream. So I know Andy's now gonna be part of the unwashed i'm fine with that what do you mean I'm, the unwashed i'm happy for you andy that you now are gonna have people who really don't have appreciation for music yeah i'm a music snob but who are now gonna be listening to to anderson pack and you know not remember the- i don't think he'll go commercial though We'll see. But either way, I'm happy for him because I have an incredible library. You know, the same way you like U2 when they kind of cross over. Yeah, man. I was like, okay, you know what? I'll take this. Boy War October, Unforgettable Fire. I'm good with that. Well, you can't speak too soon because everything you put out today is fire, man. See, that is the thing that drives me crazy about him. Every concert I've seen has gotten better. Mm -hmm. Like like some concerts that I see, like Interpol or Radiohead. I, I wouldn't go see them anymore. They've like just, just leveled times. off for me, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, in terms of him, like, and, and I think what amazes me, and this is where I was like, this dude is a triple threat. In one song where he can sing and then jump on the drums and then rap in the same song. Yeah. And I'm just like, how is this Nobody possible? else is doing this. When you really look about it, nobody else is doing this. And again, you know? he's doing it effortless. He has a smile on his face. He's at ease. He's just part the of the music, band too. Right? The whole band. Like yes. I remember we were seeing the Free Nationals. I was like, yeah, like wow, man, this is just crazy. And it's, just, it's I don't know how he can go from hype to just like a smooth song. And yeah, it sounds different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounds different when you see him live. Like that's why I always tell people, it's like Anderson Pack. You can listen to him and say, okay, this guy's good. But seeing him live is a totally different story. Like, yeah, that's that's a great Saturday night hype. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, for sure. So Sunday, we're winding down. You oh, know, man. concert, ready to head home. Um, who would be your Sunday? I got to go with Tame Impala, man. Even yeah. though I've never seen them live, I got to go with them. Yeah. Just due to the fact that it's like, oh, man. I don't even know where to start with them. They've just been one of my main artists I've been listening to yeah. all year. And it's just they have a very chill repertoire. And I know they would end off with the lesser, I know the better. You know that would be the, <laughs> the final song they would end off with. And I feel like that would just be a perfect send-off. Yeah, so my relationship with Tame Impala has mm-hmm. been one that's that's been interesting because, you know, when they came out, they're like, you know, psychedelic kind of prog rocky kind of yeah. thing. I've um, always been into it personally. Whatever I've heard from them, I'll be like, this is some good material. I know, and I've always skimmed it. Mm-hmm. And then the more I heard you listening to it, I was like, mm, you know what? I better kind of... What's that song? It might be time when you're listening to the drums and that. Yeah, I remember when that first game like, oh out. My I was playing God, it so man. much on yeah. the Jeep. It was on repeat. Um, I was surprised I didn't get a speeding ticket. Um, so, <laughs> like barricade by Interpol. When don't you don't tell everybody that story. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I I would say that the team Impala for sure, and and 
I've got nostalgic for concerts mm-hmm. to where I've actually like pulled up like on YouTube, like Tame Impala concerts. Cause so I was like, yeah, this is where I want to be right now. Um, so you said you had a honorable mention or somebody that you were um, considering? Honorable mention for someone that could take that position. I would say if we're going for a common theme here of those artists, um, is this based on people I've seen before or just anybody? No, you, you said you had somebody alternative that you were thinking about um, uh, in terms of the, the, the list that you had initially. Mm. If you can't think about it, I can't it, that's, quite remember. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, cool. So, Julian, this has been great. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I really appreciate you being here. Oh, no um, problem. For the initial podcast, I'm I'm looking to see you come back. hundred um, percent. What are some of the things that you want to come back and and talk to us about in terms of the group? Honestly, um, so I would say pop culture in terms of right Star Wars and Marvel are huge things of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish you were honestly more into video games <laughs> so we could have them on. Me and one of my dad's friends yeah, and my friends are on drive all the way out here. But. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I'd be down for anything in terms of Marvel or DC or even Star Wars, just movies in general, you know, mm-hmm. the main mm-hmm. impact on me would just be awesome and it was just a pleasure being on here. You know, I felt like this went pretty smoothly like a normal conversation we've had, you know. <laughs> That's we were supposed to say that off camera. Oh, okay, uh, okay. I'm kidding. I'm <laughs> kidding. Yeah, it's been great. So, um, you know, thank you very much um, for for joining us um, to our one listener, Baxter, probably. For now. He's probably the only one who's listening. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, um, so, you know, I would like to give a special shout out to Chris. Um, Chris, actually, um, Julian and I had a really funny joke because, and, and we didn't know if you were gonna, we were gonna get in trouble for this, um, <laughs> but we wanted to start calling you Jamie and say Jamie, pull Jamie it up. Pull. Um, so from time to time, we might just be joking. We won't actually pull anything up, but you know, if we start talking about something in terms of, you know, hey, remember that Tame Impala concert? Jamie, pull, pull that up. up. <laughs> um, <laughs> so um, you know, I I, I really want to thank um, uh, 1990 Studios um, and and Chris. Um, you know, this is this has come from, you know, ideation to making it happen pretty fast. Um, uh, I really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, look up uh, 1990 because this is going to be our home every week. Um, and, and as we're looking to make this podcast grow, we're, we're making a like make the studio grow and put the studio on the map. So, um, you know, go. thanks a lot. And, and again, um, you know, please. Please, um, you know, next week, um, you're going to see some new content from us. You're going to see our really raucous crew, um, you know, of, of people that, um, you know, are really cool in terms of talking. So um, thank you very much. Uh, signing off for this week. Bye.